This is a Final Show Films actual play. Welcome to Final Show Films' actual play of Grand Terror Adventures, episode six. Not last last week was five, not six. I said it wrong last week. This week is actually six. Um, hello, everybody. I'm your host, Sinstaku, and we are Final Show Films. We create a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com. And if you'd like to support us financially, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. Now, uh, I am your GM for today, and with me today is Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing Nerali, the Tiefling Bard. Jack. Monk. Monk. Hi, I'm Jack. I'm Fakir, uh, the Elven Warlock. Maurice. Hi, I'm Maurice. I'm playing Karis, the Drow Paladin. Cody. I'm Cody, playing Theod, the half-orc bloodhunter. Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm playing Lavis, the halfling cleric. William. I am William, and I am playing Graza, the half-orc bloodhunter. Holly. I'm Holly. I'm playing Drifa, the Nephilim barbarian. And Austin. Hi, I'm Austin, and I'm playing Aaron, the dragonborn suicide bard. And when last we left our party, they had just finished routing a, a bunch of undead uh, ghouls and ghasts from a village of Shaystead, where they had been lured by a pair of warlocks who uh, Fikir found out were uh, warlocks dedicated to Eidos. Um, and uh, they, in doing so, they also found a pair of blood hunters that were also killing ghouls and ghasts in the village. Uh, that being Cadmus Stonebeard, the uh, master of Graza, and uh, Zeron Darkflame, the head of the uh, of the Mausolea Citadel, from whence Theod hails. Uh, and that's what we'll pick up. So, uh, you have just cleared out the, uh, the village, and uh, Cadmus and uh, Zeron both indicated that you all should follow them outside the village, not to stay in it any, any longer. Uh, and they begin, they leave the village heading uh, north, heading sort of the northwesterly route, just to get away from it. Uh, do you guys want to follow them? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Northwest is still the direction the Magisterium's in, right? Yes. Yeah, then definitely follow them. Yeah, mm -hmm. so they, they, they have horses just outside <clears throat> the city. They ride for about, for about, you know, uh, 15 minutes out away from the village, uh, so that it's still in sight, but then you're no longer on blighted ground, uh, and you all find yourself at a small camp that they had set up. Um, they, they this, it, you know, this looks like the camp that they had been at prior to going into Shaystead, um, and it is getting, getting on towards dusk now. Um, the light, light is going down. You all are now getting a chance to rest from your battle. <clears throat> and um, uh, Cadmus, you know, sits down and starts uh, pulls out a pulls out a flask off his hip and, and downs it in one big gulp. You notice uh, Cadmus is wearing uh, sturdy half plate uh, armor. Looks like it looks like it's fairly dwarven made. Uh, he's wearing like sort of a chest plate with leathers underneath it. Uh, he's got plate on his on his, on his exposed like shins, thighs. Uh, uh, his biceps are exposed, and you see the rippling dwarven muscle. But he's got these armored bracers on. Um, he does. He he has a, a tattered and ragged cloak hanging from his back, and 
hanging on his back is what seems like an oversized falchion. Um, it actually seems like a falchion a human would wield, but he's wielding it as if it's as if it's no big deal. And then, using as a walking stick, he has this bearded great axe. Um, uh, Zeron is a tall, lanky, full-blooded elf. Um, he has shock white hair uh, gathered up into a ponytail and hanging down his back. His he is wearing more rough leathers tanned with hides, no metal pieces attached to it. Um, going down, uh, and it, it's sort of attached in like a a long coat, but without the sleeves. Uh, his 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 arms just have. Uh, I mean, they have sleeves, but they're tight. They're not big and baggy and loose. Sort of like a fitted jacket top, but then a coat bottom. Um, and he has a sword on his on his right hip rather than his left, as you would expect a right-handed person to have. He uh, Theon knows he's left-handed, um, and a shield on his back. Um, they have both sat down and sort of, you know, said, you know, making ourselves at home. Uh, Graza, I believe we had something to discuss. Uh, I, I believe you're going to mention what had happened to Master Bjorn. So, tell me, how much do you remember of the attack on our citadel? Well, I remember the attack being sudden. Uh, it came without much warning, and we gathered as many as we could to retreat, and not much from there. We ran through the forest, and then we separated. And, and how much have you told your friends here? Honestly, that's about all. That's all I've explained to them thus far. In fact, they are just now hearing it. Well, let's, uh... Let's broach the subject, shall we? My name is Carlos Stonebeard, for those of you who don't know me. I am a, ma I am a blood hunter. Nice to meet you. I'm a blood hunter from Wastewatch Citadel up in Slovenin. And uh, those of you that are, that are hearing him talk, you, 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 many of you have seen dwarves. You've never seen a dwarf quite like Cadmus. Where, 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 Cadm where most dwarves have long, luxurious beards, Cadmus's beard is short and very military fashion. Um, I mean, it's still bushy and, and, and full, but it's not it's not long. It doesn't go past his chin very much. Uh, also, his hair is is very short cut. He's very very military and Spartan in his dress and in his and in his cut and in his, his taking care of himself. Um, you also you can very clearly see you know numerous scars up and down his biceps and on his face. We preside over the wastes, making sure the monsters that live amongst the flat lands of the barbarians don't roam into civilized areas and take care of the people living there. Well, the, the wee lass was one of our last apprentices up at, up at Wastewater Citadel, but not the last. After you came in, and after I started training you, we, we brought in another. This one was a little bit older than, than we normally took in, but he seemed to have a talent for it, and he took to the train quickly. His name was Jin. And, uh, well, it turns out little son of a bitch was a traitor sent in from God knows where to specifically undermine our defenses and destroy the Wastewater Citadel. He's the reason why we got attacked. He's the reason why it was so easy for the lycanthropes to break through our doors. Well, after we separated, uh, by the way, uh, William, it would have taken you about two months to get down here. 
Mm-hmm. So this this would have been the the destruction of the Citadel would have been about three months ago, not not three weeks. Okay. Um. After we separated and I headed south from Slovakin, uh, I met up with Bjorn just outside of that, uh, what's that city, uh, Keister, the one just south of the mountains. We, uh, he had discovered that our little traitor friend was from one of the clans of Meosuchi, the uh, continent out east. Well, he, uh, he decided that it would be lovely for him to, I don't know why I'm slowly getting into Russian accent, but um, <laughs> I'm slowly going from Scottish to Russian, I don't know why. Well, he decided that it'd be lovely for him to go check that out, and as we were making our way towards the eastern ports, we came across the, uh, we came, fuck, it's stuck in Russian. We're coming Russian. It's stuck in Russian. God, Mrs. Russian now, I don't give a shit anymore. Um, <laughs> no, somewhere between Russian and Scottish. Um, as we, as we went, as we went, uh, east, we ran across on here, out of the Mausolea Citadel. He, uh, we explained the situation to him, and he requested our aid. And uh, I think I'll let him tell the rest of the story, just so I can get out of this fucking accident. Uh, <laughs> so, uh... What's Can't handle your Scottish for long. Uh, no, it's for, I don't know why. I just, for some reason, started dipping into Russian. I don't know why. <laughs> it's because secretly you want Comrade to be here. Se- secretly, yes. No, I can do the Scottish. I can do the Scottish just fine, but for some reason I kept dipping into Russian. Um, anyways, Zeron. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Uh, some of you, Fiord knows me, and Cadmus knows me. I am Zeron Darkflame at the Mausolea Citadel. I was I'm out. The echoes coming from. I'm trying to get it to stop, but nothing is making it stop. Yeah, Go away. Yeah, you're you're still getting echoes. Um, I'm not sure what it is. I know why. Oh, do you? Because for some reason my audacity's mic sensitivity was all the way up. Oh, because it's auto adjusting. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be why. Auto adjust. Isn't it terrible? Yep. How do I make it stop doing that? I'm not sure. Light it on fire. Play with it. Uh, get closer to your mic. That's that's one thing that helps me. Anyways, uh, I've been tracking an entity for some time. Uh, one that has caught special interest with the Mausolea Citadel Order of Bloodhunters. This creature of some darkness spreads death and disease wherever it goes. You see its handiwork in that village back there. Cadmus graciously volunteered to help me track it while his friend Bjorn continued eastwards toward Miyosuchi. We're not sure quite what this beast is, but we've been tracking it from the Worldspine Mountains, south and then east, out towards the Magisterium. We're continuing to track its, uh, track its trail, but it appears that here it, dis- it varies, where if one were to be going towards the Magisterium, one would continue north and west. This trail of death seems to head straight west, due west, towards the coast. We're not Based on anything that I know of, my people and the sort of legends they tell uh, in the continents to the south, do I have any sort of recollection of anything that would identify what this thing is? Make a history check. 
Nope. Can I, um, can I make a check? Because this is like this all. Everything this creature is, sounds like. Maybe I might know something about that. But my church. Make a history check. Also, it looks like we've lost Aaron's connection. Really? Oh no! Oh no! You're there. It just looks like we have. Sorry, I, I was sitting very still. Oh, I'm here. Your video's gone, but your audio. Yeah, gone. the video feed. Okay. Oh. Uh, more. I apparently we lost Maurice too. Um. Oh yeah, no, we actually lost Maurice. When he comes, yeah, yeah, when he comes back, we'll have to make that roll. But uh, uh, does anybody else want to make a? Uh, Jeremy, do you want to do something? Yes, yes. I would like to um, maybe if there's something re uh, religion, Lathandry sure. knowledge make, about make, it. Make a religion check. Here's Maurice. Me? Yeah. Not terrible. Um, so you. Um,. You've heard of things that, like, you're not particularly religious yourself. Um, even you're a monk in practice more than in more than in study. Um, <laughs> just from the way that uh, that your, your your mentor raised you, um, you have a vague recollection of uh, points of, of of like like. There are there are beings there are otherworldly beings that could cause this kind of a trail. Mm -hmm. You're not something you could find more about if you were to research at an appropriate place, some place right. like the magisterium, uh, but not off the top of your head. Okay. Can I do a religion check because healing God? Yeah, sure. Okay. Also. Can I make a history check because everybody else is? Sure. <laughs> Yay. Now I feel left out. <laughs> Everyone well, make history checks. Um, uh, Drifa, you, you just, ah, the description he's why? making sounds like the per like the, the person you're hunting. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Um, so, uh, Aaron, this is, again, is sort of that, that aura of death that you were thinking about previously. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's that very much that thing that like this is lining up uh yeah. if, if, if he's hunting a creature that is caught that is leaving this trail it very much has to be something along the lines of this aura of death okay. that you were thinking it might be um did you say before that this was more powerful than i'd be expecting of something like this yes it's still more powerful yeah. than you'd expect but that it's then it's a creature giving off the aura makes sense if that's what it is Okay. Do you suspect that its goal is to approach the Magisterium from the south, or do you think it's actually heading for the coast for some reason? We're not sure. We've been hunting it for a while, and its tracks don't seem to make much sense. The Magisterium was the first real location we could nail down that it was going towards. We, um, like quite frankly, as Cardinal says, this is the first time we've ever had a true location that it seemed to be targeting, and then it veered off once more. 
it could very well be, be mean to attack the Magisterium from the south, but quite frankly, the Magisterium, it doesn't matter which way you approach it from, its defense is all the same. It sounds like to me like maybe something or someone might be trying to pull it somewhere and it's just trying to follow it, but it's like maybe something moving or someone. Potentially. It would... Cadmus and I will, are going to continue to follow this trail. It would mean a, a great deal to us if the group of you could continue on towards the Magisterium and discuss this with the Council there. Perhaps their sages may know more about this creature or may be able to divine its true nature. We're already heading that way, and we have our own purposes. I don't see why they can't align with yours. Good. Yeah. I appreciate that. In the meantime, rest. We'll set a watch. And then in the morning, we'll go our own ways. Right. Fakir is going to set up his uh, game snares before he goes to sleep. Uh, Fakir, as you go about your evening, you get a feeling in your chest that the time in which you need to report to your patron is soon upon you. Not today. Mm-hmm. In the next couple of days. Okay. So what would trap setting be? Survival? Yep. Anybody else want to do anything tonight before you go to bed? Uh, just from the descriptions that I've heard from Drifa and from Zeron, can I think of there was a chance that I read any books while I was studying at the Citadel? Make history check. All right. Can I try to figure out if Kelvinmore might have something uh, related to do with this? Uh, did you make a history check for it? Yeah, yeah. Make, you can make a history check for that, uh, Karis. Uh, Aaron, your history check that I just see that you made. Um, is he there? Yeah, there he is. Okay. Um, I couldn't see the camera, so I wasn't sure you were still there. Yeah. Um, so you've heard tales. You have heard tales of mighty villains in whose in, in whose stride death follows, and. As with most bardic tales, there are certain exaggerations and certain extrapolations that occur, but one in particular, that of a black knight, um, is fairly consistent from story to story. He's represented as uh, he, he's represented in in various stories as various different villains, but always as a, a villain that embodies entropy. Like, his very existence is that of death. And some bards have extrapolated that it could be uh, speaking about a lich, it could be speaking about a death knight, it could be speaking about some other otherworldly evil creature, but there is a, there is a, a definitive character that transfers from story to story in that of the Black Knight, and which, if it existed, in reality, would leave a similar trail. Um, I rolled a 21 for religion. Yeah, you did. Uh, Maurice, your... Um, so, your... Um, Kelimvor no, does, does speak of the existence... Sorry. Uh, I think, Nerali, I'm hearing a lot of typing from you. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um... The, the, uh, Kelimvor does speak of the existence of such creatures of death that leave death in their wake, 
Um, it typically speaks of them in such a manner as they should be destroyed and not allowed to continue to live um, because they, they you know, corrupt the cycle of life and death, um, mm-hmm. prolonging, prolonging, its, prolonging its own life through the death of others, uh, which is the ultimate heresy in the eyes of Kelimvor. Um You've never encountered anything like that, but you, you've heard that they exist. Um, I'm going to spend the night sort of meditating on the things okay. that have transpired recently. Okay. Anybody else? That's pretty much the same as I'm doing. I mean, I'll- That's my nightly ritual. I'm going to pray to Calivore and, so, and just quietly apologize for not being as strong as I could back in the last battle and just pray that I will find the strength to continue on my journey and to serve him in Ayo. Dear Lord, please help me suck less. Yes. <laughs> Natural uh, one. The evening talking to Cadmus. Right, yeah. Cadmus, you know, you had to uh, Cadmus roamed south very much similar to how you did. He did it a little quicker than you did because he's a dwarf, not an orc. Um, it's easier for him to get a ride, basically. Um, and he's pretty much what he said. You know, he's, Not to mention that I went back to find him afterwards, so I yeah, kind of backtracked you, myself. You, you double-backed, and he just headed straight south. Um, he um, he found Bjorn south of the... auto-adjusting! Get closer to your mic. If you're consistently loud next, right next to the mic, it'll stop auto-adjusting. Except um, if I'm consistently loud, the mic still races up. Yeah. The, um, the... Yeah, he, he, he found Bjorn south of the south of the world spine. Um, they met up, they headed east, then they broke off again. And as far as he knows, uh, he does tell you that Bjorn is heading to meet with the Kamigodo, uh, which are the blood hunters, which is the blood hunter order in uh, in Meosuchi, um, to speak with their leader. Um, all right, so you guys spend the nights. I'm going to recount every tale I know of this this illustrious villain, of course, in great and glorious song. I'm going to sit off by myself, just sharpening my axe. Okay. Fakir will also be kind of off by himself, um, looking through his Book of Shadows, and also the the book he found in the um, Kazaru's tomb. Yeah. Um, he'll have the, the scrap of cloth and the tongue uh, laid out next to it and just be searching through both books trying to see if he can find anything that would help him divine a little bit more information about the warlocks, about Edos, about any of this. So the, the book that you're reading is the testament, is the, the actual, the, uh, the record of death, basically, of Kazaru. Um, <clears throat> right, like Seer Lion Nothos. Yeah, and it and it tells it, 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 it tells what I what I gave you in that document about you know that Idos was a, a otherworldly entity um, mm-hmm. of darkness that killed many of the gods yeah. before it was put down by the five uh, that were listed that that are thanked in that book. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so the evening passes. Uh, Aaron is particularly entertaining, and nothing bad happens. Um, the, uh, the the night passes, the watches go by, and morning comes, and uh, Cadmus and Zeron indicate that they're going to head out. And uh, are you guys going to continue on towards the Magisterium? Fakir is. That is the, yeah. that is the plan. 
<clears throat> That's the direction that uh, basically gave it an order. So the... Gashmer was headed right. No, Gashmer was headed south. Awesome, oh, no bitch. Gashmer was headed south. Um, the Magisterium is to the northwest and, uh, north, yeah, northwest, and you head that way. It's going to take a couple more days to get there. Um, se the, the second night of travel, uh, is when you feel that calling for care. Okay. So you've traveled for a day, you've traveled for two days, and at the end of the second day as you're making camp, for care, you feel this mystical tugging on your form. Mm -hmm. That indicates. And it's time to it's time to report in. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. He's. This is the first time he's done it, so he doesn't really know exactly what he's supposed to right. actively do. So he's just gonna try and ride it as best he can and see what happens. All right. So you go to so everybody's sitting around the fire and. You all suddenly notice Fakir goes from standing up to collapsing onto the ground. Fakir, I Lavis is going to do a medicine check on that. I cast a thought. Fakir, you feel... Well, while you guys are doing that... I want to check on him, too. Right before that, Fakir, you feel this tugging in your chest. <laughs> and all of a sudden, your vision disconnects from your body. And okay. you are yanked away at very high speeds, the world receding below you as your body collapses to the ground. Um, make medicine checks if you want. And, uh, uh, you, uh, Aaron, Aaron, oh, 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 I rolled a one, which means I'm a halfling. Yeah. Uh, detect thoughts. Wait, what? <laughs> Halflings get to re-roll ones. Oh, damn. I was really hoping, like, Lavis would run over and be like, oh, he's dead. Um, <laughs> Aaron, somebody, Aaron, somebody dig a hole. Throw Aaron, me. Aaron, uh, you do not detect any thoughts from Fakir. Um, uh, Aaron, uh, sorry, uh, Lavis and Lavis and Karis, um, he's alive. He's not reacting to anything, but he's alive. Does he seem in danger from this state in uh, any experience I he have? He seems like he's in a coma. <clears throat> okay. He has no thoughts. Which is consistent with him being in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> Would I have a particular thing I know to do in a situation where someone's in a coma? Um, roll them, keep them on their back, make sure they don't bite their tongue off. Okay. That's a seizure. Some greater being must have stolen his brain. Too. Um, I don't think it's like that. Okay. So, uh, your the the world the world below you recedes in your in your vision, and it almost feels as if you're not moving. The world itself is, uh, and as it does, you turn to look up towards where your eventual destination is going to be, and you find yourself on what you can only describe as the astral plane. There are, it is intensely broad and black with pinpoints of light spreading as far as the eye can see. The, the Grand Terra itself resting far below you and you feel as if you are there, although you cannot distinguish your own body. Um, mm -hmm. You feel as if you are standing on some form of platform, though again, you cannot distinguish your body. And a pinpoint of light appears in front of you. It, it glows brightly, widens. Uh, expanding to open into some form of rift. Out of this rift, leaves and plants, butterflies and minor fey creatures flow out 
entangling around the rift itself in space. And from it comes forth this entity of which you've see you've glimpsed before but never seen in full glory. Um, Shade Warden does not look like an elf. Shade Warden does not look like a man. Shade Warden does not look like any while being bipedal and vaguely humanoid shape does not at the same time retain any of the features you've come to expect from beings that are made of that template. Um, the, the, the eyes and the face and the ears are all they are elven, and they are also human, and they are also dwarvish, and they are also orcish at the same time, but at the same time, none of those things. This thing is Cthulhu horror. Pure, no, uh, this pure being of fey energy just radiates all the positive aspects of, of sentient beings um, at the Cthulhu same horror time. This is not grotesque, it's mysterious and unknowable. More Asari than Cthulhu. Um, it's you, you've seen all these features before, but your mind doesn't quite place it. Um, his skin is a pale teal color, uh, and his uh, he's wearing no clothes, but has no gender designations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like sort of like a Ken doll, basically, um, mm-hmm. with leaves leaves wrapping around uh, its arms and shoulders, forming. Uh, almost a decorative wrap, but not, again, not really being clothed. Um, on one shoulder sits a sits a monarch butterfly, just idly flapping its wings. Um, as uh, the the being steps forward and extends a hand to you, you instinctively reach your hand out, though there's though there's no corporal form corporeal form there, and it grasps where your hand would be and pulls you into this rift with it. You find yourself standing amidst a garden of flowers and strange insects and fey creatures and water bubbling softly off to one side. And before you sits the throne of Shade Warden, um, this <coughs> massive oak tree, not carved but grown into the shape of the seat, okay. upon which Shade Warden is sitting. Um, I'll instinctively take a knee. Your, your incorporeal form kneels down. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. He's in first person, and the model doesn't render his feet or hands. Yes. <laughs> um, you're, you know that you're supposed to report here, but you cannot fathom what it is you should report. Relax. Okay. Everything you've learned is now mine. He reaches out a hand, and you've this glowing essence envelops you and pours out and into the extended hand seeping and absorbing into the flesh of Shade Warden and making an intricate uh, design up its up its arm. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe there was a tone that you have that belongs to me now. And I'll look to where I'd usually keep it. And it's there. Okay. And I'll pick it up and I'll hold it out to him. He takes it. And I'll say, Eshkil. He does not react at all to that name. Okay. It's almost as if he didn't hear it. Okay. Like, and in fact, you didn't hear yourself say it either. Okay. You you intentionally meant to go speak the word, but nothing came out. 
Um, he takes the book and it dissolves in light and again absorbs into his arm. Um, which means that this is now no longer in your possession. And so mm-hmm. I will take it away. I take the handout away. <laughs> um, very good. Soon, on this mission of yours, you will come across a being of incredible power. Be respectful. And all of a sudden, your vision narrows and narrows, and the light, once again, turns back from a portal into a star, and you're back out in astral space, and the planet below you races to meet your consciousness and as it feels like you're just about to impact at high velocity you wake up laying on the ground on your back are you all right i take i take another step back from the far distance that i already was uh Aaron, there are now thoughts in fakir's head <laughs> <laughs> are there only his thoughts in his head currently yes okay what are his thoughts Fakir, what are your thoughts? That was strange, and that will be interesting to see what happens. What? I think we will share this. What happened, Fakir? Are you all right? My master called me. The one who's inside your head? I'm fine. The one who says weird and strange things inside your head? came down, snapped your brain, took it somewhere else, and has returned it to you. Are you familiar with the interdimensional nature of the universe? Theod knows what you're talking about. Some blood hunter orders do a version of the same thing. I believe I was in the Feywild for a moment. I'm back now. Was it voluntary? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Was it voluntary before it happened? I made my choice some months ago. <laughs> Wait, you let it into your head. Bad As choices. Okay. Bad choices. You have not walked my path, Dragonborn. Can Karis make an inside check on both of them choices. to sure. see if Aaron's crazy or if Rakira's lying? Sure. Aaron is I'm crazy. definitely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, do either one of you want to deceive him? Um, Fakir's being pretty honest at this point. Yeah, I don't think he's actively Aaron, trying Aaron to... Aaron seems perfectly fine, and Fakir seems to be honest. You have a very wild imagination, Aaron. I, this all this sounds really strange to me. I. Uh... Um. Yes, Aaron. Do I know at all what Fakir is talking about? If so, is it like something that would be concerning to me, or just like, oh, that happens to some people? Make a. <laughs> <laughs> Make an Arcana check. Okay. Make an arcana check. 
I can tell oh, you well, how much Karaza cares about that. matters of divine beings. Um, so you're from a you're from a city of divine magic, not arcane magic. So arcane magic yeah. is a little eh for you. Um, but there are indeed there there you you do know that there are arcane spellcasters that form a pact with a a, a divine being similar to how clerics gain their powers. Right. Um, there are arcane casters that do that. Uh, there, how they do it differs from 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 warlock to warlock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, each one is different in how they gain their powers and what their connection is. And you know that you 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 you're you're a cleric, so you you know about the various different planes that the gods inhabit. Yeah. And the Feywild is indeed one of those planes that that uh, Feywild tends to be a home to goodly creatures and and mm-hmm. and, and goodly good natured gods and, and creatures. So albeit chaotic. Oh yeah, chaotic yes, but still good. Okay. Also, also make these types of deals as well. So, yep. Anything that people will do, anything they believe is for the greater good, just depends on how far you're willing to do it, and how you define greater good. Your greater, your own greater good. Right. Whatever you view makes so, the world a better place. That um, was, uh, so is anybody else doing anything with the care right now? Or Jeremy? Uh, I'm walking away from the campsite and finding somewhere where else to, to sit down and center myself and <laughs> spend the rest of the night as far away from the camp, but still in the general vicinity as possible. Okay. Okay. Raza goes back to sleep. She honestly doesn't care. All right. <laughs> yeah, same with the odd. Yeah, Drifu goes to sleep. He's alive. He's not trying to kill us, so we're good. Karis puts a hand on Fakir's shoulder and asks, are you sure you're okay? There are some things that will need to be discussed, but my health is perfectly intact right now. Karis just nods at him and goes back to his trance. So... I would take the next watch. So none of you are taking watch is what you're saying. I am. (laughs) I I was just going to say that. Uh, Arvin will volunteer to take any watch that Fikir would otherwise be watching. Fikir is trancing, so he's watching all the time. Karis was going to take the end watch anyway. Okay. All right. uh, So you take watch. Yeah. Let's see if anything happens. So around three in the morning, you feel a present. Who's who would be on watch around three in the morning? I guess I would, because the trance only takes four hours. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm um, asleep now. <laughs> yeah. Around three in the morning. You feel a rumbling in the ground beneath you. Uh, make me a perception check. Oh, shit. <laughs> is it enough to wake up any of us? <laughs> I think that rumbling is coming from my stomach. Yeah, Karis is like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> had that burrito. For care, it's... <laughs> Your maybe your your recent meeting in the, your recent uh, meeting with your patron sort of has heightened your senses and you feel 
there is uh, something moving beneath the ground. You're not sure if it's coming towards you or just passing you by, but there is something in the vicinity. Okay. Um, would it be a nature or a survival check to determine whether or not he thinks that remaining motionless or getting everybody up is the best tactical strategy? Nature. Nature? Okay. Things, I apologize for my stomach. Things that, things that travel through the ground typically sense by tremor sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you remain still, they may not notice you. Okay. Then he's not going to say anything, but he'll he'll sort of ready a spell without moving as much as possible, mm-hmm. if that's a thing. All right. Oh yeah. No, I know. Yeah. He'll pull out. He'll pull out his wand of magic missiles and just kind of lay it across his lap. As long as you don't d- drum on the ground, I think we're good. Lauren yeah. <laughs> wakes up for some midnight drumming. <laughs> Time for a rain dance. After a right. while, we'll after, just wait. After a while, that vibrating subsides, and it feels like they're no longer near you. Okay. Yeah, no Tarask. It's all good now. <laughs> and then a Tarrasque bursts from the ground and eats you. <laughs> no, no, no. And we're dead. All right, uh, morning comes. And Did my traps catch anything? Uh, yeah, you caught, let's see, you caught... Uh, Pony! Brace of conies. No, you didn't catch brace of conies. Uh, you caught, interestingly, what looks like a giant scarab. Beetle! <laughs> <laughs> Celebration for catching the scarab. This is the great. Yeah, like, how, how big is it, and does it appear to be aggressive? Uh, it appears to be dead. Oh, um, okay. So it's not it's not like struggling. No, no, it's dead. Uh, it actually okay. it doesn't look like your trap killed it. It looks like it stumbled in. Um, it it's actually it's fairly large. It's about the size of a of a, of a large cat, um, and it's got a hole like through the middle of it. Like something shot it? Like something stabbed it. Oh, okay. Well, that's odd. Does it look like any sort of predator that I'm familiar with? Being raised in, you know, the wilderness? Make a nature check. Nope. <laughs> you're, raising, you're raising the forest, not the desert. Yeah, you're raising the yes. forest. The Badlands are a very different environment. Okay. Can I determine where, the, like, which direction the scarab came from, and just look out there and see if there's anything kind of like weird that might be shifting around? I'll bring it back and be like, "There's a predator about, so let's keep our eyes open, shall we?" A predator yeah, something that killed it. Things. So what happened? <laughs> something killed it. Yeah, yeah. Theod, you know something killed it. Um, actually, actually, Theod, um, roll that again. You have advantage on this check. Okay. Only you have advantage on this check, but you have advantage on this check. All right. Natural twenty. So there are there is a certain species of insect that live in hives uh, in the Badlands um, that hunt and that hunt in groups and use scarabs as as like scouts basically. Like, they'll, they'll Insects use that use scouts. They'll 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 use them to trigger traps or to to like seek out other things and, and off quite often they'll use like their corpse to, to trigger a trap 
Um, they're known as three creamed, and they are human-sized bugs that have a civilization uh, of their own. Okay. Ah, uh, yes, the Ankiraji. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I'll relay that. It looks like there may have been a Thrycreen uh, patrol in the area. Yeah, I have the I have the monster manual as well. Oh, they Just look like that. Near me. <laughs> yep, uh, they're basically people-sized insect humanoids. Um, they live in these areas, so that's something we should look out for. If that's one of their scouts, what killed it? Probably one of them. Well, just because their own scouts, because <laughs> they're fodder. They're beetles. Or there's someone else out here that's close by us. Scarabs a little disappointed. Scarabs, are they edible? <clears throat> really big. You can try. Can I look out? The carob crack open, crack open a leg and offer it to you and then start sucking out whatever he can find. <laughs> can I look out in the Batlands to see uh, any, Lavis, anything? Lavis, make a constitution check. Wait. I saw your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe Constitution save. Yes. Yeah, you guys. Save or check. Save. save. Okay. Ooh. I'm rolling well tonight. So you guys start eating the scarab, which is crunchy and vaguely acidic, but not not harmful. Uh, and as you do, lavish just pukes. Crunchy, yet satisfying. Yeah, just... <laughs> Where I'm from, you don't, don't waste... I understand why you're eating... The Yad reaches into his backpack and just grabs a bit of ration and eats that instead. <laughs> Very pointed. I that's the same thing. Yeah. Alright. It's actually not bad. The texture. Crunchy, Would... yet chewy. Would okay, I know if going. those are nomadic or if they have set, they, they, set areas? They have well. set hives, but you're not near any of the major hives. Um, the major hives are places that the orcs tend to avoid. Uh, they yeah. do send patrols out for hunting. Yeah. Uh, typically, if something is... They're, they're ambush attackers. They, they like to ambush prey and kill it quickly. And typically, if something poses a larger threat than they're willing to take on, they'll leave it alone. Which may be why they sent the scarab out to, to test the traps. Okay. So my guess is, yeah, that they knew they wanted to see how bad the traps were, but they yeah, that'd be your that'd be your probably assumption. found us and then decided we weren't worth the trouble. That'd be your assumption. Okay. Oh, we were too much trouble. <laughs> Let's just speak. On the lookout, regardless, and hurry up to get to the. We should probably get moving. Yes, right. let's be on our way. So you head out. The Magisterium is only about uh, where you're at from where you're at now. It's only about a half a day's ride. So you get there at, at noon, and before you stands this massive, strange structure. Um, it is a four-pointed citadel, uh, with each point of the citadel arcing back towards the top of the to of a tower, vaguely like a pyramid with chunks missing. Um, it is, it, so it's like if, if each corner of the pyramid was a tower leaning over, touching at the top, 
with a central with a central pillar in the middle, uh, heading up to the top. The sections between missing, um, and and like sort of a large complex thrown out in the midst uh, underneath it and below. But that's not the weirdest part of this structure. The weirdest part is in the middle of the in the middle of the Badlands, you find yourselves on a cobblestone road, surrounded by grass, green grass. <laughs> Like, you would swear you were back in the lowlands were you not uh, having just traveled through the badlands. How much green grass? As far as the eye can see, once you pass a certain point. Wizards always have to make their castles look pretty. Mm. I just give a sort of wide-eyed awe-stricken stare. It is indeed... That's cool. It is indeed a beautiful structure. Shakira will grab a blade of grass and eat it. <laughs> Stop trying to poison yourself. It tastes like grass. Okay. Grass is perfectly fine. You eat lettuce, don't you? Cabbage. Same thing. Yes, that's almost just a I'm grass that's grown fat, fat and lazy. It, it's really not the same thing. No. Yeah, grass has more flavor, you're right. <laughs> let's let's continue. So, you approach the magisterium. After Ooh. coming down a a long, winding cobblestone path, you find yourselves approaching the central pillar of it. Um, the or the, the 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 easternmost of these of those four of those uh, four towers that lean in, um, and in front of it, there are six large stone statues of what looks like the same woman in a couple of different poses. Um, and there are three staircase entrances that one goes straight up into the pillar, the other two spiral around and then into the pillar. And on either side of the path, as you get towards a plaza out in front of the, the magisterium, are a pair of large, ornate fountains. Once more, the, the busts on the fountain is that same woman uh, as she fills the fountain with water. Can I do a religion or yeah, history yeah. check on this? Yes, you can. can no, I want to do the same. making a religion check. It's it the, the the it's easy enough. The woman is Mistra, goddess of magic and the weave. Ah. You, and almost all of you know it. Like it's it's Mistra is not an insignificant fixture, nor is she less than ostentatious. <laughs> she is the embodiment of magic and she knows it. So, my previous statement, someone's got an egotistic <laughs> she still stands. <laughs> yeah, but you don't tell her that. No, because she'll turn your insides outside. Literally. He's also not present. <laughs> and then it exploded. <laughs> no, it did not then explode. So you are, at, you are on this path outside of the thing, outside of the magisterium, and um, it stands before you. Fikar will just start walking down the path straight towards the closest whatever looks like an entrance. <laughs> Um, Let's try not to look hostile, people. Yeah. Fikir has the um, 
yep. seal thing, right? I've got the seal and the letter of introduction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm calling for care. Mm-hmm. So you just barge right in. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping an eye out to see who's where. and I'll Is there a watch on the wall? No. Yeah, I'm looking for someone to talk to. Is there a door? And, and he'll he'll be trying to to sense if there's any sort of traps, barriers, spell walls. You know, there's no like watch that. in this place. It's probably guarded magically. Make an arcane yeah. check. Since we're not trying to appear hostile, and I assume that my very presence wow. is usually hostile to most, I hang back. Uh, Still no, with the group, but. There, uh, there seems to be nothing, no, no traps whatsoever. standing back of the group, just looking around, letting other people take the lead. At the moment, she's not anywhere where she can do her job, so she really doesn't have any business here other so than the group's business. You see, uh, more than willing to be in front. Uh, make a perception check. Anybody who's in front. Aha! All right. Um, Fakir, you Apparently see Fakir, you see a small glass pedestal next to uh, the rightmost fountain, and okay. on that pedestal is a small glass bell. I'll go over, have a look. If it doesn't seem to be problematic in any way, is there any writing on it? Uh, it just it's just a bell. I'll. Is there is there an actual tool or is it something I would just have to like flick it's, it's, with it's my a finger? Handbell. It's a handbell. Oh, okay. Then yeah, pick that up and give it a ring or two. All right. The the sound of the bell knocker hitting the bell wall uh, rings out crystalline and pure, and it causes the uh, you see the the there there are six statues out in front of you, and the two in the middle on either side of the main stairway suddenly animate. And lo- they, they were each holding a sword in sort of a victorious pose. They animate and uh, bring the sword around, point down, and lower it into the ground. Tips down. Sort of a parade rest kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's the only change we see? That's the only change. Hmm. Did someone try talking to the statues? Well, we'll see if they know anything, at least, and I'll walk past the little uh, table and start approaching the statues. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which one do you approach? Um, there are these six up here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he'll cheat off towards the left-hand side. Okay. Go ahead and move yourself <clears throat> over there. Well, that's right. I can do that sort of thing, can't I? Yes, you can. All right, so you go over to the, the statues. It does not react. Ross is going to wait by the... There's a wall over here you could try talking to. He hasn't said anything to it yet. And then, and then what's in this middle area? That's as a, right that, is, that is the staircase that goes up straight into the tower. The two on the left go up and curve around and still into the tower, but they are a little fancier. Okay. Then he'll take the middle staircase. Does Karis see anything like significant about the statues that might indicate like how what's going on here? Other than the fact that two of them moved and pointed their swords down. Yes. I mean, they're statues. Yes, Aaron. 
Is there a check I could do for like what the proper etiquette in this situation is? Um. Yes. Let me find out what that is. Okay. Uh, you could make a insight check. Okay. Um, you're not 100 sure. It seems like the 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 none of the where before the the statues were in sort of a guard pose. Um, now they're in a more passive pose. So it may be that ringing the bell was the thing that deactivated whatever guard system may have been there. Okay. If people are 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 being too hesitant, Arnold just walk through and see what happens. Fakir is also walking up, so. Uh, oh, well yeah, then, yeah. The two of you walk Straight up. The two of you walk up the stairs. I'm going to walk with At them. At the top of the stairs, there is a door with a very large knocker on it. Oh, we're in the knocker. There's a door. Wait, <laughs> knock the knocker. What? Knock the knocker. All right, you knock the knocker. The door shakes with the power of the knocker. You didn't swing it that hard. But the, 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 the knocker itself seems to just be very heavy when it touches that door. And uh, as it does, the door opens slowly. And there is darkness inside. Can I see through it because of my superior dark vision? No, you can't. Ooh. I walk into the darkness. All right. I, I'm wary about it. And I, Arn and Scare walk in the darkness. <clears throat> I'll yeah, go ahead and follow behind them. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't I can't see that far in and I have really good vision in the dark. We maybe we should be slow about this. Arn, Sakar, and Neroli are already gone. <sighs> and we are being resident bad decision makers. We, we walked in. We didn't run You also can't hear him once you go through the door. You have no idea okay. who's talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking back to everyone else who's not. You didn't go in. Yes, William. Yeah, it goes through as he's I, listening to this. I stand at the door. Can I smell anything from the door? Make a perception check. I have advantage on this. Apparently, I not doesn't help me any. You smell nothing. Everyone, everyone's rolling awful today. You smell the grass and stone outside. Actually, Thea had crop dusted as he went through the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Thea went in. Um, Karis, Lavis, and Graza are the only ones left. Er, and Drifa are the only ones left out. I'm going to say I'm going to go in and just one step and see if I can, see if you can speak to me. Can I? I mean, this is probably going to be nothing, but can I just do divine sense? Sure. <laughs> She steps yeah. inside and I ask, and I ask the air, um, anything? Uh, you cannot I... hear them once you go through that door. In fact, okay. as you step into it, it seems as if you step all the way through it. Even if you only meant to stay one step, you go all the way through it. All right. Do I, do I sense anything with divine sense? Like, uh, uh, Dreef, are you still outside? That's not someone from the party. <laughs> <laughs> no, he sense nothing. 
I look at I, I look at Drifa. I sigh heavily and I walk through the door. Holly, you still there? No, she she is suddenly come down with not feeling well. Okay, I didn't see if she was. I didn't see her leave. Um, all right, so you all step through. Darkness engulfs you entirely, and after a few steps of walking, you each find yourselves in a circle of light by yourself. Um, no matter who you step next to, no matter who you stepped through, you find yourselves alone in this circle of light. Um, looking up and around, you see shadowy figures surrounding you as if on a raised platform. Um, they're you see robes and shields and blades uh, drawn and bared as if guards uh, preparing to, you know, arrest you or, or execute you. Um, each of you hears a commanding voice. Uh, and again, you're, you're completely alone. State your name and your purpose visiting the Magisterium. Are they celestial fiend or undead? Because I figured it's only a few seconds. You cannot tell. <laughs> ah, fuck. I am brother, and we're here on business from. Fuck. Uh... You wouldn't. You wouldn't feel passive about this. These are a lot of very threatening individuals surrounding you. She's also not here to feed their ego. Yeah, you still wouldn't feel unthreatened. She might act intentionally unthreatened. Yeah. She's peeing her pants on the inside. She she she's not here. To, she's not here to feed their ego. So she's going to keep herself as calm as she can, even if her hand is slowly twitching towards her. Even is slowly twitching towards her sword. Right. We are here on business from Drakengard. I am Arin, great warrior of the North. Come to grace your city with my presence. Don't. Okay, someone here has to show some tact. I am Lavis. <laughs> well, we're all alone. Yeah, you're all alone. Yeah. I serve, serve Misha Kul. One of my allies, I glance around and don't see the care, um, has brought a symbol of of the family from Drish Dark Guard. Dark Guard? Dragon Guard. Has brought a symbol from Dragon Ingar heard in a request for aid. I am Fakir of the Daira Inasir. I come from the continent of Dalaradi, but I approach you today on behalf of the Deadwing family. I bear their seal, I bear a letter from the last remaining scion of their bloodline. Drakengard has come under attack, and while for the moment the city has been retaken, the tactics and weapons used by the invaders are worrisome in the extreme. And therefore, we come to you for your expertise, your wisdom, and your aid. Do with us as you will. Um, I, I am Karis Anir. I am a paladin of Kelvamore. I've come seeking aid for... I, I come seeking aid for, for, the dead, for the Deadwinds and Drakengar and Deadwind Keep, who... Have Fallen under attack recently by orcs and uh, goblins. Karis, unbidden, as if you didn't intend to say it, but you say it anyways, the mission handed to you by Hierarch Thessarion also comes to your lips, and you say... I... Can I resist? Nope. <sighs> 
remember oh Ed, we God. don't know like yeah. out of character will know but our characters won't know i think my character does know <laughs> because my character would, knows that, would then would you have to say it yeah actually yeah uh lavis your yours is also but yours first because there's you reasons uh yeah your your true mission also comes out uh Aaron. okay I serve Mishiko, I guess I also say when I say that. Yeah. I seek and I hate him lost, first and sacred to, to Mishiko, who from my temple. Also, uh, Austin, when you try to say you're a great warrior from the north, the words stick in your throat. is <laughs> <laughs> being perfectly honest. She's here on business with Dragon Guard. Do I? Do I recognize this spell, given... Yes, you are in okay. a circle of truth. All right. That's, like, Lavis is cool with that. I am on a mission from the temple. I am on a mission to recover relics that have been stolen from Kel the Temple of Kelmavor and another I've heard that was stolen from the Temple of Mishikau by thieves who have infiltrated. I must get them back immediately before... The worst will happen. Right? You try to you try to deflect, and the words stick in your throat. <sighs> Before there's a possible chance that a crusade can occur. Okay, Nirali. Uh, yeah. So whether I'm unbidden or not, this is the. Uh, uh, hi, I, I, I'm Nirali. I'm from I'm from Castor. Um, so I was getting ready to leave Castor, and um, I found this whole group, and we were. I Castor got attacked by a bunch of orcs, and um, um, I was going to go with him anyways, but uh, my 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 mentor was is missing, and so I thought they were with him. So we started following along. I, started going with them so we could try and find this group um and then we ended up in this underground temple and i'm going to go through step by step by step <laughs> every detail every single bit underneath the temple so or underneath every, the city else, the whole thing everyone else after you finish talking there's a very long pause <laughs> <laughs> That's just falling to pieces. No, no, she just has no ability to deceive. Yeah, <laughs> except for by omission. Um, so Narali tells the entire tale, and you all stand there. You, none of you can hear that she's doing that. So to you, it feels like you're being silently judged for an extra ten minutes. <laughs> being silently judged, I'm going to pull out my drums and sing the ballad that I've been writing of my heroic exploits. As you try, the words stick in your throat. <laughs> they're not untrue they're just exaggerated that's the definition of untrue <laughs> <laughs> details details uh, after after Norelli finishes talking um, very well lights come up you all find yourselves standing within arm's reach of each other uh, and the only person in front of you is a single man um, he is about seven foot three has long black hair going down to the middle of his back. It has braids along either side. Um, he's wearing a really sort of a, 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 a blue robe, but as you look at it and tilt your head slightly, the color shifts from blue to purple. 
and back to blue, just depending on how you're looking at his robes. Uh, and each of his fingers is adorned with a ring of different color. Um, and he stands in front of you alone, arms out to his side. Welcome to the Magisterium. I am the Archmage Railnor Waveborn. Welcome to my kingdom. I believe one of you has papers for me. Fikir will step up, <clears throat> display the seal and the papers, and just hand them over. He takes it. <clears throat> and as he does so, Fakir mm-hmm. wants to look very closely at those rings and see what he can figure out. <laughs> Make an arcana check. He's a little overwhelmed, apparently. Uh, you recognize a couple of them. Each one has the sigil of an arc has a sigil of a of a school of magic uh, engraved in it. Wow. Okay, then. He flips. He uh, examines the seal, removes it, opens up the letter, moves it back. This is troubling. Tell me. Do you have an example of these weapons? I pulled the spare rifle that I brought with me off my back. He holds my hand. I, I, I extend it to him. Right, he takes it. Crude craftsmanship. Poorly no, I only have one rifle. Built in a rush. He, 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 ter- he turns it around. And at one point, he, 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 he reaches his hands back to scratch his chin and folds his other hand in his torso, and the rifle continues to swirl in the air in front of him as he, as he continues to examine it. An Aeonian design, but not one from Tinkerton, although they might know who crafted it. This weapon comes from the north, north of the, north of the Worldspine Mountains, from the Empire of Aeonia. Certainly not the finest of craftsmanship. It was likely not, never intended to be used by true soldiers. You say the orcs were wielding them in battle. Indeed they were. And they mm-hmm. were, were they any measure of effectiveness from what you saw? Oh, they were a great weapon of, of power. The battles against them are glorious indeed. He, uh, as, as, you, as you start and talking... As you start talking, Railnor waves a hand and you keep talking, but no sound comes out of your mouth. <laughs> The weapons are dangerous, was... but not accurate. I've tested them myself. I will. Fakir will pull back his armor a bit and show the scar of where he got shot right after the ogre. <laughs> Karis would like and to just ask give him a little bit of a nod. <laughs> Karis would like to ask him how did he did that spell so he can do that more often to Arin. Well, once you have mastered all forms of magic, as the Grand Archmage, which is myself, must do. It comes as a second nature. He waves a hand and you're able to talk again, Arn. Aha! I was just telling you of the greatness of our battles. Uh, you already t- he likes to do the that. seem to be used partially for their startling effect. Yes, I can imagine it would be quite startling to hear not only an orcish battle cry, but also these firing off in the distance. Mm-hmm. But come, you must all be tired from your journey. Let us retire. I will allow you to partake of the hospitality of the Magisterium while I investigate this information. And if any of you have 
And he looks pointedly at Karis, Lavis, and Fakir. Further questions. You may accompany me. He I raises, go with him. He, Absolutely. He, doesn't, he, doesn't, he, he hasn't moved yet. He claps his hand. Oh. Um, you didn't explain yourself because you weren't. Your your mission wasn't a secret. Yeah. yeah. It was just a thing, whereas yeah. they had actual secret missions. Um, yeah. had no secrets either. She was just I figured as much. Um, so uh, he, he claps his hands. And the darkness, so you, you'd still been in a in a circle of light. The darkness that was surrounding you completely disappears, and you find that you have been taken into the facility that you saw from outside, and inside it is just as wondrous as it was on the outside. Floating crystals with words floating down them, images flashing across them, tapestries made of glass that retail great stories and, tri- and tales of triumph. Uh, Strange creatures that you have, you know, rarely or ever seen. Dragonborn, human, elf of all, elf of all description. Uh, wander the halls, wearing robes, some wearing armors with swords and shields. Uh, all in discussion and and magic flowing around. Fey creatures existing freely outside the Feywild, uh, living in this living in this thing. Uh, creatures from the uh, from the astral plane also maneuvering about with their pets and summoners. Uh, the geometry of the building doesn't make sense from looking at it from 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 thinking back to the way you came it came when you were coming out you would expect it to be a single story that then leads to a spire um, or a spire that leads to a single story that leads to a spire again but it seems as if the entirety of the insides go up forever in fact if you look straight up you see sunlight above you like natural sky um it, 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 the, the, the geometry doesn't make sense to any of you, um, but it is it is uh, it is fantastical in every sense of the word. Um, Relnor motions for you to follow him, and he turns and walks to what looks like a balcony leading over a lake, a small like a small like in, interior design lake. Um, as he steps to the end of the balcony, a, uh, a door opens up in midair, and he walks through it. Right behind him. Mm-hmm. I follow. Yeah, follow him. Wasn't that for the people who had questions? The people with secret missions. Uh, all of you. All of you to follow oh. him, and then, the, then to, yeah. so you would have you would be able to go to your quarters or wherever you'd like to. Go. Okay. Oh well, yeah. Okay. And then after spend, that, you can go with him. I spend a couple seconds gaping, and then follow. Uh, you those uh, once you've all gotten through the door, you find yourselves on another on on a second floor balcony. Um, there's there's signage. There there are floating crystals with words in them that all of you can read, even if you don't share a common language. Um, that point you to various the, the various uh, locations within. There is a tavern. There's a tavern. There is an inn. There is various shops and entertainment venues. There is it is a city. Un, it is a city unto itself inside this building. Um, and there are signage pointing you everywhere. Uh, Relnor, you have your run of the place. I will find you when you are needed. Those of you that have questions for me, please follow me this way. And he walks off to one side. Following. Following. I look around, sigh, realize I really don't have anywhere to walk to, and try and find wherever the nearest 
tavern-esque building is. There's a very there's a very clear line of signs that take you directly to the tavern. I go there. I'm gonna ask him if by chance they have a weapon shop, just because I want to see what they would have here. There are signs for shops all over the place. Okay, I'm gonna go find easily, one of those. The, it, it's 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 almost like a like a theme park where it's built for you to be able to find whatever you need. Uh, Jack, That's you need awesome. to head out now. Uh, yeah, I'm about ready that I need to roll. Yeah. All right. Do you have any questions? Yeah, so so we'll skip ahead to uh, you've you've come. Right. Railnor brings all of you into uh, what looks like a private study, and if you have mm-hmm. a question that you'd like to ask, go ahead and ask it. He would ask, uh, "Have you heard of the land of Anar?" Land of Amon. The battleground of the A N A R. The battleground of the gods. Anar. Anar. Okay. Yes. Yes, I have. Why are you asking? A threat from years ago was buried there, and its servants, at least, seem once more to be on the rise. There was an ancient evil buried there, millennia ago, before the dawn of our current civilization. How do you know about this? I'll pull out the scrap of cloth that I cut off the warlock's um, robe, (laughs) the one that has the symbol of Eidos on it, um, and say, we first heard of his story in the tomb of Kazaru, and then stumbled across some of his adherents a little ways onward between Drakengard and here. This is disturbing. I only know of it because I am the Chosen of Mistra, but I did not know any others knew. You say you found a tomb of Kazaru. A dead god affiliated with the waters as is my own tribe of Mahan. Perhaps that is part of why I was able to glean some of this knowledge. He looks at you strangely. Beware his gaze. You hear in the back of your head. I'll kind of drop my eyes and glance off to one side a little bit and then bring up... There was a name as well Eshkil, I believe it was. Eshkil. Or perhaps Valkyr. Eshkil is an ancient elven name. Old. Even far older than I. Apparently it was instrumental in defeating that which is buried in an arm. I will have to research this, but I will let you know what I find. In the meantime, you, have, you are free to access our libraries and books if you would like to study further. I'll bow my head, thank him, and definitely go look at some books. Yeah. <laughs> Fakara goes to occupy himself with books. All right. Thanks, guys. It was fun. I'll see you guys. See you next week. Yeah. Go, ahead and, go ahead and uh, end your session, end, end your Audacity recording, and okay. send it to me. Sounds good. We'll send, do. It, send it as the Audacity project, not as an MP3. So give me All the, right. the full, you'll need to give me the, the folder that says the name and underscore data and the audacity right. file itself. Okay, cool. All right.
Thanks. Karis yep. uh, and Lavis. So, I don't know what any of the other people said in the circles, correct? No. Okay. So... You want to start or me? Cause... You start. You start. All right. Lavis well... really processing quite yet. Just kind of moodily looking at the floor. I look at him real quick. I've I've struggled not to say much because my mission is very important and requires the utmost silence in dealing with the matter because I was sent to deal with the incident of thefts that happened in the Temple of Kelamore and one that happened in the Temple of Michikau. Relics of relics of power were stolen by thieves, whom I am assuming, after some investigating, were infiltrators in these te- in the temples. And I might know the name of one, but I am not sure. However, it is of the utmost importance I get these relics back because the Holy Council wants to. They've taken this very seriously, and there is a possibility that they may have launch a crusade against the lowlands to search for them. Uh, and their council always looking for an excuse to play with their toys in the sand. He looks very tired uh, as you as you explain this to him. I can understand your worries and your concerns. We have no we have heard of no knowledge or information regarding these artifacts that were stolen. I can, however, have someone with them to My deepest thanks. But I have a name, but I don't I probably you probably may not know him. He's a, probably a lowly thief or has some relation to them. All I know is the name of uh, someone named Kedwin on my journeys that I've heard about. We will look into it. Yes, he posed as a paladin and apparently he just left armor behind. That's all my trail led me to. And you, little one? Might have been simpler just to ask. I only hide it when it threatens me. I, in addition to our reason for coming here, we encountered blood hunters seeking a source of great death that was more powerful than I would be expecting from what it does something that leaves death in its wake it seems to coincide with the times of the losses uh, at least my temple suffered interesting we have cultists of a long dead dangerous entity stolen relics and a potential war with the north all too coincidental wouldn't you say i agree 
I don't believe these are unconnected. As I said, we shall look into it. If we find anything of use, I will summon you all. In the meantime, relax. You look like you could use it. I need to head to a blacksmith to get some armor I need. I found modified. Feel free. You will find the signs easy enough to navigate as you go. My deepest thanks. He waves a hand. Mm. Yeah. All right. I'm following Karis. Alright, the two of you leave. What are the rest of you doing? Graz is in a tavern. I ended up just... I'm wandering, staring at everything. I have no aim, no direction. I'm just wandering and probably not probably almost making a spectacle of my staring at stuff. Uh, so as you wander about the, the city, uh, the Magisterium, you find yourself uh, roaming uh, past a group of robed mages, uh, mm -hmm. some of whom are tieflings, uh, who, who sort of glance at you as they pass by. Curiously, like they don't see you wearing a robe, but they kind of expect you to be wearing one, even though you're, you know, they, they may not know who you are. Um, right. They, they, they glance by as you go and continue on towards a library where they're presumably going to be studying. Okay. Mm. Uh, Graza, what you doing in the tavern? Um, finding myself a quiet corner to drink and rest. Alright, you are drinking and resting. Um, in, the, in this tavern, interestingly, there are more warrior types than you would expect. Um, there are you know, there seems to be a uniform armor set amongst some of the uh, people in the in the uh, in the magisterium. Uh, and in particular, there seems to be a squad of them, apparently on some time off, uh, toasting each other and, and drinking and eating and, and, and having a good time in the tavern. Um, they are they're all wearing uh, uh, sort of half plate armor with an insignia of a tower on it, um, and they have swords and shields that they've set off to one side, uh, and they are led by a... They're, they're all having a good time. They're led by a fairly severe-looking woman uh, with um, black hair that has a streak of white going from one temple back into, into a ponytail. Um, she's drinking quietly off to one side while the, the rest of them are having a more raucous party. Uh, I observe them, but unless one of them bothers me, I have no business with them. Well, they're, 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 doing, they're having fun on their own. Austin, what is Arin doing? Uh, Arin is going to hunt down an armor shop. Okay. You find one. <laughs> Do the two of us meet? Because I was going the same way. Well, I'm... You were you were you were going to, with Relnor first. He was going there. Okay. Before. All right. Arn. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the armor shop. Uh, walk in. Okay. Uh, behind the so you walk into the armory and inside you see a very large, very bulky dragonborn. Uh, this one has brass-colored scales and uh, you know is very built. Uh, you'd expect him to be. A warrior or a paladin or some sort of mighty, uh, you know, warrior of legend. He's working currently as a blacksmith. Um, he has a crystalline hammer in one hand and is tapping away very softly uh, at a piece of metal on the, on his anvil. Uh, you see 
every tap of the crystalline hammer saw a, a, a wave of magical energy imparts itself into the metal of the blade that he is forging. So the hammer itself is made of crystal? Yes. I walk up. Hello there! What a marvelous hammer you have! What is it made of? Ah. It is made of a magical crystal that we forge and craft here in the Magisterium. It's used for enchanting weapons and armor. Indeed. So you sell weapons and armor made of, made with magic, I presume? We are, after all, in the Magisterium. Forged of metal, then bound by magic, yes. Incredible. Well, I come seeking armor to aid me in my glorious adventures. Mm. He sizes you up. Let me guess. More suited for leather than plate. Not at all. Mm. I would Fair. wear metal. What form of suit would you wear? I look around. Does he have armor uh, displayed or not? Yeah. Does he have a suit of scale? Yes. It's, it, is, it, is a, it is a marvelous suit of scale made of bronze scales that are very similar to his own. They're not dragon scale, but they're, they're stylized after his. I would accentuate my own scales with those made of metal. Ah, so you would like some scale mail. Yes, indeed. What would you be looking for in a, set of, in a suit of scale mail? Armor. You are muted. No, oh, no, I'm not. Sorry, you, you, uh, you made a mouth. Armor looking at me like, the heck does he mean? <laughs> oh. Well, there's boring and normal things such as armor, but if you were to spend a bit more coin, you could get fantastically magical attributes added to this armor. Would you like oh. it to resonate with you as you cast spells in glorious battle? Would you like it to enhance your own dexterous form? Would you like it to increase your durability? What would you like from your armor? Resonate with spells, you say? Indeed. Explain this process to me. We handle all forms of arcane magic. Some divine, but here, at Sabila's Armory, we specialize in arcane armaments and armors. What would you like? And we will make it happen for a price, of course. I'm afraid my funds may not be sufficient. When you say a price... Well, you can get a standard set of scale mail for um, he looks he, he looks over at his at his book of calculations. Um, you can get a standard set of get scale mail for sixty gold pieces. If you would like that scale mail to be enhanced further, depending on the enhancement itself, it can range anywhere from double, triple to quadruple the price. But. Trust me when I say, armor made by Sabila is armor you would rather never take off. 
This is glorious. Indeed it is, brother. Glorious. Our initial um, willpower safe not to go bankrupt. <laughs> what? <laughs> I only have 103 gold, so even with them negotiating, man. So, um, okay, so if you want to get sort of a, a basic enhancement, like a bonus to the armor itself, um, hey, you, you resist not splurging. Um, so the, the armor itself will cost 60, just for a plain set of armor. Um, mm -hmm. A plus one ace to AC will cost 120. Um, to get any additional modifier, to get any sort of magical modifier to it, will cost an amount based on what the modifier is. What sort of modifiers are there? Is there a list for this in the in the handbook? Uh, not really. It's in the DMG. Um, okay. Yeah, not in the handbook. Yeah. I can pull up the various modifiers, though. Let me reach over and do that. I could also grab my DMG. Yeah, if you want to grab your DMG and look through the item modifications. Uh, basically, you would just look at... Um, would, would it have to be plus one before it gets the modifications? Uh, yes. Okay, so I, I, I have to negotiate them down just to get plus one, so... Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the modifications are listed in the back of the DMG uh, uh, at making... Um, let's see, where is it? Uh, it's. I'd have to look for it again, but there basically there's a yeah. thing on making magical items in the DMG. Okay. Uh, Theod, you were looking for an armsmith. Yeah, kind of, kind of the same thing. You would also, find, um, you would also find Sabila. Okay. Uh, well, I have a set of orcish plate as well, but I was actually going to see if I could trade in my hand crossbow for. A crossbow that's a bit bigger. Okay. The the great crossbow. Uh, but basically, uh, Austin, you can you if you for the, the the cheaper ones would replace the plus one effect with a magical effect. So okay. it wouldn't be plus one and magic. It would be plus one or magic. If you wanted plus one and magic, then it gets even more expensive. But like the base cost, the base cost is typically around the plus one cost. So. All right, so I'll go check this out. One moment. Right. Um, so you want to trade in your hand crossbow for a heavy crossbow? No, for a great crossbow. Which is a, heavy, the, a heavy crossbow. No, there's the in the the listing that I sent you. There's uh, the heavy, and then there's a great. Um, I would say that a great crossbow seems unrealistic. Okay. Uh, when, when the heavy crossbow is a two-handed crossbow, you can't get much bigger than that without it being unwieldy. You put it at, on your back. At that point, it's a, yeah. The next step up from a heavy crossbow ballista. is a ballista. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that'd be a siege crossbow. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, ballista is a siege crossbow. Yeah. Then yeah, I'll just uh, yeah, get a heavy crossbow. Uh, so a hand crossbow. Uh, yeah, you can um. Why is the hand crossbow more expensive than a heavy crossbow? Because it's tiny and minute, and like yeah. it takes so much like craftsmanship to make a hand crossbow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you would get a one-to-one -one trade for the uh, hand crossbow for the uh, for a heavy crossbow. Okay, and I'd probably just have to would you buy want, new bolts. Would, would you want if... enchanted? 
I would actually like to see if you could modify this plate that I took off of an orc to modify it into half plate. Removing metal is fairly easy. Could easily make a half plate suit of armor out of this. There's more than enough material. What would you like out of your armor? For it, it to work, I don't have the coin for the enchantments right now. That because I would assume that me and Iron would find this guy at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would have heard his his spiel. Um, <laughs> I don't have like my friend here. I don't have the coin for it right now. Uh, but I will keep you in mind if later down the road when I get more work from my order. Very well. Modification. The only thing I would like is if you could uh, etch the the symbol that I have on the armor that I have now, if you could just etch that onto the chest piece. Very well. That would be the only cosmetic thing that I would ask. The, the materials of the plate will cover the cost of the reduction and etching, so... I will have this done for you. He takes it back, puts it in. Remember, he's a brass dragon. He takes it back mm -hmm. into the forge area, which you can you can both see while while Arin is perusing. Uh, you see as he takes it back, places the armor on the forge, and gouts of flame erupt from his throat and out of his mouth, ha billowing and engulfing the armor, turning it into a bright red as he reaches down with a chisel and hammer and. Ting, 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 very quickly and efficiently carves the plate mail down in sizes, cut, cutting away hunks of the armor and then using that metal to reinforce what remains. Uh, very quickly, you have what, what once was very crudely made orcish full plate has become finely crafted, dragonborn crafted half plate. It is hard and stark and very reminiscent of a dragon's form where efficiency is very important in the in the armor and in the design uh he sizes you up a little bit stretches it out makes it so it'll fit uh and in a couple of hours he will have uh a suited fit a suited fit of half plate armor for you. awesome etched with your design okay i'll leave the armor that i have now or should I do that, or should I just... Uh... If you want to walk around naked, it's up to you. <laughs> well, I would have clothes on underneath it. You don't just throw on metal and chafe everywhere. Lauren <laughs> uh, would disagree with that statement. <laughs> uh, well, you're not supposed to. Lauren has um, scales, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Lauren does stupid things on a regular basis, though. <laughs> yeah. As, 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 yeah, the ads picked that up. Uh, yeah, you can, you can keep it with you. You can leave it, whatever you want to do. Yeah, well, just so that he could reference the... the did any of you the take any of those fine weapons, by the way? Yeah, I did. I think I did. Yeah, I have I did. a great axe on my back from there. The, um, the fine nope. weapons, did any of you appraise it for how much it would cost to sell? No. no. Did, uh, I think you said double the value? Yes. Yep, the, the, uh, the fine weapons are appraised at double the value of a standard weapon. Oh, we've lost Lavis. Oh, no, never mind. We've lost our video. Or his, or it, uh, their video. Their video. <laughs> Just stumbling that's, over myself. That's William stumbles over the pronouns. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so yeah, after they've done that, then you can find the blacksmith, uh, Karis. Okay. Uh, as, uh, yes, Levis. As Karis is heading there, I'm gonna try and just pull him aside. Okay. Do you do you, do you let Lavis pull you aside? I I just stop and look at Lavis with, with, with just with my peripherals. Mm -hmm. Yes. What is it? Did they... Sorry. No, I'm just looking at Lavis. I can't really hear. Like you, okay. you, you both, you both start talking at the same time, and I think we missed what you said. Ah. Uh, okay. I'm just going to look at him like, what the hell is this? Um, and and just sort of a a crusade. What? That's what I said. It came out of my mouth. I was trying to be quiet about it as possible because look at your expression. This is not exactly an, something that just anybody should be hearing about. This is serious and it requires a lot of discretion. I, I don't mean to seem like I don't trust. I do. I, I trust that these decisions are well made by people with a great understanding of them, but this is extreme. I, I understand. And I just look directly at Lavis with the fact that someone infiltrated both churches and stole these relics as paladins, as priests, I don't know, and just walked and just got out that easily. It is hard to trust anyone at this point with, especially with this delicate information. Even, even my allies, which I assume you all are, are in question. Uh, remember, you, you, you do have that missive if you want to show Lavis. Um, I'm going to show Lavis the the letter. Okay. Uh, Karis pulls a uh, pulls a rolled scroll out of his armor and hands it to you. Do you read it? Yes. It's being handed uh, to me. Yeah. It, 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 it reads as such. Karis, multiple thefts of guarded relics have occurred in our city. One of them from your temple of Kelimvor and yet another from the temple of Mishakal. I thank you for your willingness to chase after these thieves, but know that you must be swift and decisive in your duty. I have offered many, as many assurances as I can to the Holy Council and High Priest Lumen that these thefts are isolated incidents and will be handled swiftly. Should you tarry too long, however, I cannot guarantee my ability to hold back the armed might of Varus. The Holy Council wants to launch a crusade against the Lowlands, bringing the Empire to all corners of Aeonia and scouring the land for our missing relics. The Holy Council believes it is our divine right and the will of the gods will see us through. I am more pragmatic. Our military is not so overwhelming that this would be an easy victory, and drawn-out conflict would lead to the deaths of many of our children. It is in our best interest to recover these relics swiftly. 
and remove the Council's excuse for a crusade. Let no other see this missive, lest they take you for a spy and hinder your progress. Your mission is secret. Be swift and righteous, brother. May Al see you safely, and Kelimvor guide your blade. Hierarch Thessarion. And you know Hierarch Thessarion is the captain of the guard and also de facto military leader of Varus's military. Mm-hmm. Also a paladin of Al. So, what are your thoughts? I hand it back. Mm-hmm. Perhaps faith means trusting that the gods know what to do when they give people the power to do things. And I walk off not in the direction of the armor shops. <laughs> and I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a broom. I can't fly away. <laughs> I go back to the I go to the armor shop. Alright. You go to the armor shop. Uh, you see a large bronze dragonborn uh, currently working on a piece of armor. And Aaron perusing the wares. I quietly sigh and approach the dragonborn working. A gout of flame bursts from his mouth and heats the metal he's hammering. Uh, and then he goes back to hammering it, looking up at you. Ah, hello there. Welcome to Sabala's armory. What would you care for? Tinkle. Hello. I've... See, I have acquired some orcish plate armor from a recent encounter and I would like to have it modified so it can fit me. Ah, the second modification request today. He, he you know, motions to the orcish plate that he's currently cutting down to half plate. Hmm. Your modifications are easily made. What would you like out of your armor? I like my armor. I like it painted in all black. I like it with the symbol of Kelmavor etched on it. I uh, uh, see you misunderstand my meaning. We huh? here forge armor. It's true, armor and weapons. But we also make them with magic. What would you like out of your armor? Indicating magically out of your armor. I don't know if I want something magically in my armor, but I do have a weapon that I might magically want something on. What is it? What would you like? I pull out my, my brandished longsword. Okay. I would I would like something to that is able to penetrate through magical armor or magic or any creatures that might have a special type of ward against regular weapons. Magic like that is difficult and pricey, but we could enhance the damage of your weapon if you desire. Perhaps you'd like it to burst with fire or erupt with radiant light when you spring it against your foes. Radiant light sounds beautiful. The cost for such an enchantment would be, he says, looking at his chart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
for a long sword, enchanting it to acquire the radiant principle, dealing an additional amount of damage, uh, would cost you 120 gold. And the modifi- and the modification to the orc plate armor is how much, or is it just to size it to fit you? Yeah, my five foot self. Yes. <laughs> the remaining materials would pay for itself. I could do the modification for free. Okay. You have a deal. <laughs> Very well. Leave your weapon here. All right. And I will modify it and enchant it. It will take about a day for the enchantment to settle. Afterwards. You will have a mighty blade, indeed. I really believe so. And I, ha- I hand him my sword and the pl- and the orcish plate armor. How many people are looking at me funny in the tavern as this sort of ragged huntress from the north, in the middle of a city of magic users? You're surrounded by um, you're surrounded by dragonborn, uh, goliaths, uh, humans, elves. Half elves, half orcs, um, gnomes, halflings. Uh, no, none of them are looking at you weird. All right. You do, however, see some things that pique your interest. Uh, after a while of uh, of the the the, the, the knights uh, were playing, uh, a group of gnomes enter the tavern and they wear clothing you've never seen before and carry items on their back that you've never seen before. They look kind of like the rifle that you've got, but strange and different. Better. (laughs) (laughs) Not shit. Um, I I assume they they go to sit at a table? Yeah. Uh, I'll walk over to their table. Ah... Are you from, if I recall the city name correctly, Tinkerton? What? No charlatans? No, no. <laughs> they start laughing. <laughs> Tinkerton? No, no. Why, why would you think we were from there? Well, you've got weapons that look sort of like this, I say, pulling the rifle and setting it on the table. Oh, that's a piece of shit, isn't it? <laughs> One of the gnomes reaches over to grab it, pulls it over, produces a wrench that has... More wrench heads than a wrench should have. Um, and very quickly and effectively takes it apart and starts inspecting the, 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 the composite pieces. Oh, this was put together by somebody who barely knew what they were doing. I won't argue that. It was being used by orcs. Oh, that's... <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> that's just funny. <laughs> uh, he, he starts to put the rifle back together again. Uh, in a very different way that he was doing previous, than he took it apart. Uh, uh, here you go. He presents you with a rifle that now actually looks like a functioning rifle. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's got a. It's actually interesting. In what he's done is he shortened the barrel uh, and used the excess metal to create multiple chambers. Um, he also cobbles together a couple of actual closed-cased bullets rather than balls with with, 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 with black powder mm. uh, and sets them out on the table. Here, this, you might find this a little bit more helpful. By the way, that's the uh, the tinker wrenches from Isolen. 
Right. Um, you have no idea where Isolian is. I mean, you've seen it on maps, and you know it's to the west, but yeah. you, you've never actually experienced it yourself. Uh, you now have the equivalent of... of uh, hang on, let me pull it up real quick. Pull up my, my documents here, because I didn't have it ready. Um... <clears throat> You now have the equivalent of the uh, of the gunslinger's musket, which does which uh, does one d twelve piercing damage, weighs ten pounds, has reload one and misfire two. Um, one misfire two. Although this this has reload six rather than reload one. It can fire six shots. <laughs> yep, before it has to reload. You see that what they've done basically is they've put a revolver chamber where the hammer used to be, and changed out the hammer for a more, a more uh, aesthetically pleasing one. And they've given you from the shot and black powder you you had, they gave you fifteen bullets. Okay. So you now have bullets rather than uh, shots. Okay. I mean, you still have some shot left. They didn't use all of it, but it's probably using the bullet problem. Well. I'm new to these weapons, after scavenging them from the orcs, and do you happen to have the tools that I could potentially learn to make more? Yeah, sure. Esolian's crawling with folks that use this stuff. Uh, but, you know, it's a little bit complicated. Our stuff's a little better. He pulls his off his shoulder. Um, it is, uh, where, where yours is still mostly realistic, uh, his is entirely metal. It has a lar it has a long square barrel. Uh, with a single with a single round uh, opening for the for the for the uh, rifling. Um, so like has, the water casing on a German machine gun, but instead of round, it's a square. Yeah, yeah, and it's got the uh, it's got a, a, a like a stacked clip instead of a revolving barrel. Um, it looks it looks like more like a modern like a modern square block blocky machine gun mm. um, than a or like a World War One firearm. Yeah. Like uh, actually, it looks like a Thompson. It looks like a a a, 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 a Thompson. A Thompson with a with a banana clip instead of a uh, instead of a barrel clip, and mm. with a square barrel instead of a circle barrel, and all metal, all silver, mm. no wood. This this is a gun. That's not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Yeah. clears throat> certainly interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This is the beauty. I forged it myself, you know. You know, not like uh, not like all the other folks in Nisolian that, that you know they get their stuff from the forge god, you know. But uh, we get, you know, tinker tinker wrenches. We we make our own. Hmm. You have no idea what he's talking about, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of looking at the weapon. Oh. Definitely valuable for the hunt. Well, enjoy. Yes. Can I purchase tools to make more of this ammunition off of you? Uh, sure, sure. Um, I have to make a trip back to Asolian for it, though. Uh, mm. Gonna be here for a couple days. Uh, I feel a few days of rest is likely in our future. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll come back with you some, with some tools for you. Get yourself a kit. Tinker's tools. Well, I was going to. I, I was. I was going to take the skilled feet to use those anyway. 
not, not not yet, but yeah, you can. Uh, you'll get some in a bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <clears throat> anybody else doing anything? Yes. Lavis? After, is there acknowledging this is a long shot? Lavis is looking for a temple to Mishaku, or failing that, a temple to some affiliated god. Oh, this. The only temple in this place is temples to Mistra. Mm. The goddess of magic and the weave. Yeah. Like, eh, it works. They did enough. It's yeah, a I mean, temple. Lavis yeah, is going there. There is a temple and it is to Mithra. It is to Mishra though. Mithra. Um and uh it you know, it's it's the, the temple is less ostentatious than the outside of the building. There's only one statue. Um and uh, the the statue of the goddess is you know she's 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 a goddess so her statue is reverent, um, you know and uh, there are the only the, the there are people uh, practicing small arcane cantrips in the temple because when it's a goddess of magic magic is everywhere um, and it's sort of like a it's 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 treated more as a place of study than a place of worship. Um, which suits Mist- which sh- suits Mithrafine. Okay. Um, Mithrafine. Lavis is just gonna sit and stand or sit as appropriate in the back and think. Okay. You sit in the back and think. And pray. <laughs> I'll actually end up going to the temple at some point myself. And uh, once I'm done getting completely lost. Um, it's very difficult to get lost because of the crystal signage is everywhere. Well, no, but uh, I mean, complete like, yeah, like, mentally lost. yeah, at some point be like, wait a minute, where am I? Where did I start out? You know, yeah, because no sense of, yeah, but yeah. eventually end up at the temple. Um, good place of, of serenity to, yeah. Uh, sort of center myself and... Aaron, have you figured out what you want? <clears throat> uh, I am going to ask him, wandering around. I'm assuming he has weapons there as well, then? Yeah. Because uh, uh, I saw an eye in there that looked kind of cool. I, I, I walked to him. So, I have a question. Yes. I have seen many wonderful armors and weapons in my time. And I have heard tale of a javelin that turns into a bolt of lightning upon command. Aha! A lightning javelin. This is hilarious because I don't think he's ever actually seen Grog use his javelin of lightning. (laughs) I mean, it's a thing that exists. He has. He's used once or twice. He's used it three times. Unit doesn't watch a lot of Critical Role. He's only watched a bit. There is indeed uh, such a thing, and it can indeed be forged. Requires the breath of a blue dragon, but it comes out quite spectacular. Is How much like? might I obtain one of those for? Ah, now that is indeed a special item. I'm just the, G- the GM is just looking through the book. To find the equivalent it. of a plus one weapon. What? It's the equivalent of a plus one weapon. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, for javelin. Does it say it's uncommon? Yeah. yeah. It's and in the same like, table of plus one weapons. Yeah. Except instead like, of being a plus one, it just turns into a lightning bolt once a day. Yep. Yeah. 
it's like 500 gold or something like that in the DMG. Yeah, but this uh, this, yeah. Is a, this is a high magic world, so prices are yeah. lower. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, the armor would be a lot more expensive too. Yeah, the armor would be high. way more expensive than what it, than what you're getting it for. Um, uh, for a javelin of that kind, he looks you up and down. Tell you what. Normally, I'd charge around 150 to 200 gold for that. But you seem like the artistic sort of person. The kind that writes and sings songs about the glory of others. Indeed. Well then, for a hundred gold, and for you to tell tales of my wares wherever you go, I will forge you such a weapon. We're getting sponsored. <laughs> no, he's getting sponsored. Yeah, he's getting sponsored. <laughs> he's got the stickers and everything on him. You make an excellent offer. And indeed, if you forge a weapon worthy of such tales, and I have no doubt by seeing your craftsmanship already, that it shall be worthy of such. What was the guy's name again? Sabila. <laughs> Sabila. S-A-B-I-L-A. Sabila shall go down as the, as the maker of legendary weapons. I like your style. You'll have it I... in a day. That, I promise. <laughs> Well, that shall drain my funds quite. Let me see. Would you purchase weapons as well? Depends on the quality of the weapon and what I would get for it. Hmm. Um... Uh, I hold up the, the the Lucerne hammer that I got from the fine weapons. Mm. Finely crafted. Robust. You would trade this or sell it? What value would you grant to such a weapon? Mm, he reaches out to take it from you. I let him hold it, obviously. Yeah, he takes it. He inspects it. Turns it up around. Well, it's human crafting. Not sturdy is not sturdy enough for my liking, but there are those who prefer a lighter weapon with a lighter touch. For such a weapon I would give you twenty gold. Ah. <sighs> I feel this weapon has more tails in it. I should hold on to it. Very well. You're not going to try to bargain him at all? Nah. I don't think I'm going to double his price. You know it's worth double the price. I know it's worth double the price. But thinking about it, I kind of need a weapon, and my character is much more inclined to go with weapons than armor. I mean, the lightning javelin ain't bad. No.
javelin that turns into a lightning bolt. Pretty awesome. What page is it on? What? What page is it on? Uh, that's a question. Oh, you looked that up. Uh, does anybody else have anything else? Hmm. Nope. I thought about something, but I'll wait. Uh, so you guys come back later for those of you that ordered armor from him, just the resizing and refitting. Uh, you come back in a couple of hours, and it's, it's done for you. Um, so, uh, Fiod, you now have half plate, uh, which it's just normal half plate. Um, you didn't get anything special enchanted into it. Um, so it gives you... What is it? Is it... 15 plus your dex to a max of 2. Yep, and disadvantage on stealth. I already have that from the chain mail, so. Uh, Karis, you get a full, you get a set of full plate, uh, which has been sized to fit you, which gives you an AC of 18. All right. And the next day, I'll sell him. Can I sell him the chain mail that I already had? Uh, if you want. Yeah, I'll just do that because I can't use it anymore, anyways. He'll buy it for 25 gold. That's fine. I need to get myself some half plate, but I don't have anywhere near the gold for that. You've got, you've, uh, you've gained 25 additional gold. Yep. And I, and I did not loot a suit of orcish full plate because I can't wear heavy armor. I'm getting my sword back the next day, right? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'll go back to go. I'll just go back to okay. where after the rest. Yeah, uh, that javelin weapon—it's it's uncommon. It's not super overpowerful, so that yeah, that, that you can get that, Austin. Okay. Um, like if you were to say, "I hear tales of the sword of Kaz," then I would have said, yeah, "No, no." You <laughs> <laughs> would have given me a number that was much larger than a hundred. Uh, yeah, so uh, the next day you get your sword back, Karis. It is this. It does the same normal damage that it did previously, but now it does an additional D6 of radiant damage. All right. Uh, on on each on each successful hit. Um, so you guys have your armor. You have your little javelin. Uh, a couple days later, Graza, uh, the goblins come back with uh, the goblins, the gnomes come back with a set of tinker tools. Yeah, uh, here's some tools for you. You know what? We don't need a whole lot of it, but uh, if you could just pay 25 gold. Easily done. I give them 30. There you go. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Good luck. Have fun with it. I have a set of tinker tools. You now have a set of tinker tools, which you're not proficient in using yet. I will be next level. Yep. All right. And... That is it so far. So after the couple of days of resting and meditating and relaxing, you are all summoned. You are summoned back uh, to the uh, to Rail North's chambers, and all of you are there together. Trifa, Fakir, all of you. Um, so I have done some looking into of facts for you, and I have some information. The creature that you are seeking is a being of darkness connected to another being of darkness known as Eidos. 
It appears to be her champion. Idos is an ancient evil, supposedly sealed away in the battleground of the gods. But if your stories are true, and if reports I have heard are true, her power is seeping back into the world. Her apostles are returning, and a creature of her will is roaming freely in the Aeonian countryside. This cannot stand. We have learned that there is a labyrinth to the south of the Magisterium, built into the cliffs of the Aeonian coast. It is an ancient place, built long before the War of the Gods and long before the fall of the Alurada. There, you will find your prey. I only hope you find them swiftly, before chaos erupts in this land, and before they can do irreparable damage. Do you know anything about our prey? Its weaknesses, its habits. Only that to hunt a beast, you should know it. Only Does it have a name? Only that it is a being of darkness. We have been unable to divine much. As powerful as my magics are, and as powerful as the magics of the Magistarium are, when a being of divine might directly opposes you, it is difficult to overcome. And we'll overcome it with steel. That may be the only recourse. This being of evil must be stopped. For greater reasons than you might know. Does this thing have a name? Not that we know. Hmm. Perhaps you'll be able to define it in person. Karis and Lavis. The items that you were sent to retrieve. I've discovered their true nature, which was hidden from you when given this assignment. They are not divine relics of your gods. They are seals. They are items of magical power bound in chests of equal magical power. Designed to hold the chains that the gods placed on Eidos. Entrusted to these gods long ago, who entrusted them to their followers, when their followers consolidated into the empire of Ionia, these relics also consolidated into one city. Where they have been stolen from. Indeed. You must retrieve these seals before they are broken. Otherwise, there may be no chance of stopping Eidos from returning. How many of you know the story of Eidos? I point to the care. Very well. Allow me to share what I know, what I have gleaned in my research. Long ago, before our current civilization, there was an ancient precursor race that lived upon this planet, this world. 
The Alurada Empire stretched from continent to continent, surrounding the entire globe in magical might and power, consolidating all intelligent races into one civilization. They were a people of many gods. As many gods existed as you could think of and could name. And then even more. And their magic flowed through the world, a paradise indeed. Then an outsider came. An outsider known as Eidos arrived and began to devour the lesser gods. A few at first and then more, until none left, none were left to stand before her might, save the greater gods of the world. Diminished in ranks, they banded together to seal her away in the battleground of the gods, known as Anar. In sealing her away, five gods assisted in the making of the seal and in trapping her, thus creating five seals. These seals were entrusted with other gods and their followers so that it was not easy to find and that they'd be easily hidden. I can tell that two have been found, the two that you are seeking. It would not be wise to allow them to fall. No. Okay. And Karis just lowers his head, like, kind of more disappointed at himself that he hasn't gotten that far in his quest. Before you leave, do any of you have any remaining questions you'd like to ask? No? Uh... I've already asked how to hunt it, and he didn't have an answer, so... Then may your gods protect you as you go forth to fight this evil. The labyrinth is three days to the south along the cliffs. If you travel to the coast and head south, you will find it eventually. It is not easy to hide. Within, you will find your quarry. And hopefully, you will prevent the destruction of those seals. He waves you off. I roll my shoulders. I turn and I head out. This shall be an epic journey indeed. Yeah, it stays until everybody leaves. Okay. Just walk off in silence. I'll head off trying to figure out good verses that will be appropriate for this tale. <laughs> and the shopkeeper. Remember to include the shopkeeper in them. Yeah. Oh yes. What was his name again? I need to write that down. Sabila. 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 S a b i l a. S a b i l a. At this point, I might as well write the epic because I at least remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everyone leaves except for Field. Uh, I'm gonna stay back and ask him. That- you're a man of great magic, obviously. I heard from Sibylla, one of the armor merchants and weaponsmiths, 
that weapons can be enchanted. Uh, don't know exactly what the extent of his abilities are, but I pull out the order dagger that I have, the one that I got um, from the order, and I ask him, could you possibly enchant this to steal the life just one time from a particular from from something that gets hit with this necromantic arts are not my forte although I do know them if you were to search for that enchantment I'm afraid very few in this building would be willing to do it the darker magics are frowned upon. Not forbidden, but frowned upon. When you return from this mission, we shall see. I know a dwarf wizard who would be happy, but he's not a player character yet. <laughs> Unless I die. <laughs> uh. As long as I know that there's a possibility that something like that could happen. All right, and I'll sheathe the dagger and then I'll walk out. All right. All right. So, you all leave burdened with heavy purpose. I'm going to briefly stop by Sabala one more time and see if I can trade some weapons for a shield. All right. What weapons do you want to trade? Um, I'll see if he'll take my, uh, my pair of Dragonborn forged hand axes. Ah, ah, these are quite good quality. Much better than that hammer you showed me. Hmm. Let's see. For hand axes such as these, I could be persuaded to part with them for... For both, ten gold. How about trade? With a javelin in one hand, I need something to occupy the other, a shield. A shield is indeed mighty. Would you want a plain shield or something with a bit more heft to it? A bit more heft. What do you want? Wow, I got a really bad echo there. <laughs> Tell you what. For these hand axes, and another ten gold, I will give you a shield with a little more heft to it. A little more heft? What do you mean by a little more heft? Mechanically <laughs> so speaking, like... plus one AC. So plus three two instead of plus two. Sweet. What do I have that I can give this guy? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you have party members. Yes, you do. You can't yeah, sell. Yeah, them uh, you can give him party members. Just sell some members of your party. Don't call it begging. Call it friendship. Exploiting a friend. 
something? Friendship <laughs> renting. Friendship exploitation. <laughs> Exploit a friend. Rent a friend. Mm. I have a hunting trap I could get rid of because I'm not good at survival. But he wouldn't take that. Not for 10 gold, no. Well, it's, technically it's worth 25. No, that's yeah. the weight. Never mind. That's the weight. That thing's heavy. Yeah, it is. Uh, I suppose I could just sell him the Lucerne Hammer. Do you not have 10 gold? No, I have three left. I spent 100 on a javelin. <laughs> um, let me take a quick look at my other weapons and see what they're worth. So I've got a dagger, which is only two gold. Javelins are worth dirt. My quarterstaff is worth less than dirt. Yep. Got a whole lot of dirt. If you want, I can give you 14 silver. 14 silver? Yes, 14 what? silver. That'll get you closer to your goal, at least. Won't get me there. Don't you have some silver? I have three silver, three goals. Wow. I have... How, ma how much do you I need? I spend a lot of money. I can actively give you seven gold. Now, how much do you need? I, I would need seven gold. Or to negotiate them down. I have ten. Why don't you just negotiate? I still have a hundred gold in my goddamn pockets. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. And I have an ego the size of this entire party. I mean... Point. I need to lighten my load, damn it. I'm almost encumbered by fucking money. <laughs> take seven gold from me. You're doing me a favor. Take seven gold. <laughs> Hell, uh, take ten. Uh, unfortunately, Adventure I'm not there world to problems. try to force money into my hand. Well, I'm assuming that you're all together to the yeah. final preparations. Yeah. Okay. So. We're just watching this and like... Come on, Mike! I will give you ten gold because it will reduce my my encumbrance. How is this? If you walk over and try to hand him gold, he'll be like, "So sing, sing tales of your generosity, orcish one." Just sing tales of the hunt. I would really like to kill things right now. Would you like Very to be well. enchanted? By the way, Graza. Uh, price of a long sword is. I can't get the silver one enchanted because it costs too much. I'll get my great axe enchanted if it was that, uh, like, what did you say? It was 120. So, well, that that was for that was for the armor that he wanted. Long sword uh, is 15 okay. G base price. Uh, so, in order to get a plus one long sword, would be 30 gold. To get a plus one great axe would be 60 gold. Uh. Actually, how much does silvering cost? And would the silvering factor, uh, would factor into the enchantment, wouldn't it? Silvering is silvering is an extra hundred gold. Silvering, yeah. silvering increases the price of the weapon by a hundred gold. Yeah, it would factor into the enchantment, wouldn't it? Yep. Thought so. So wait, would it cost four silver for a plus one quarter stuff? I feel like there's a minimum price here. 
Welcome to the shopping episode. Enjoy <laughs> yeah. everyone out there. You have your mission. Now do what you need to do. We're going to go shop real quick. So. <laughs> shopping montage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, the world gets destroyed while you're waiting. It's okay. It's yeah, I'll, I'll have my longsword made into a plus one. Okay. My base longsword. Ting, 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 ting. It's easier to enchant uh, uh, like uh, well, like just a plus one because all it requires is the dragon breath, <laughs> the crystal hammer. It's not like in it's not like it's not making specific effects cost more and take longer. Just giving a plus one buff is as simple as breathing on it and hammering it with the crystal hammer. As long as it kills things how better. Much, how much would a plus two cost? You can't get a plus two. Okay. Not from this guy. No. All right. Yep. Then I'll just do the plus one. It requires one. more magic than he possesses. <laughs> okay. I'll just get a plus one to my great axe. Go seek Biomet for a plus two sword. All right. So uh, 60 gold for a plus one great axe. Yep. 30 gold for a plus one long sword. Marked it off. And that's only the steel one, not the silver one. Yep. I'll I'll edit my macros later if I really want to. Otherwise, I'll just add one to that's things. That's both plus one to hit and to damage. So. Yep. Anybody else? Would he even sell a plus one quarter staff? Uh, he, no, he wouldn't sell one. You'd have to have it with you. I had a quarter staff on me, but I think breathing fire in it might burn it to a crisp. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so, I'll pass. It's not quite sturdy enough to survive the enchanting process. Like you need a metal quarterstaff. Like, theoretically, yes, he could enchant a quarterstaff, but a wooden quarterstaff would just burn. Yeah. He would need a silver quarterstaff or a metal one. Yeah, which would cost more. A silver quarterstaff is a hundred and four. Is a hundred gold and four silver. <laughs> oh, two silver. A hundred gold and two silver. Um, well, I've got my magic shield, so I'm happy. Anybody else? Yeah. Can I sell my mace? And? Just sell the mace. <laughs> um, how much would a plus one for a spear cost? Spear? Uh, would cost... Uh, two gold. Okay, um, can I get the spear plus one and sell the mace? Just... Uh, so the problem with that is that the spear is mostly wood. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's traded. Uh, Never no, mind. The, 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 I'll just tell. Well, you only that. attack with the metal tip, anyway, so yeah, that wouldn't that the, be the part that's plus one. The whole weapon gets enchanted, and because he enchants it in dragon fire. Oh. Uh, yeah. He enchants it by breathing on it. So. Okay. Uh, you you would need a metallic sphere. Yeah, you'd need a metallic. I sphere. assumed whatever. Yeah. Uh, a now a um a lance. Would survive some martial too. weapons. Yeah, I can't use a lance. No. Like most martial weapons would survive the treating process. Simple weapons have a little have a little more problem with that, but Can I still sell the mace? Yeah, you can sell the mace if you want. And you could buy a regular spear. Like he he has spears. Hmm. If you'd like to buy a spear. No, I have a spear. Would he sell a magic spear? No, he doesn't have any. Do you need any assistance with something? I'm just curious. 
is all. Just who needs assistance with something? Yeah, like just like maybe if we do Sibilla. something for him, yes, for Sabilla. Oh, Sabilla. Yeah, if we do something for Sabilla, maybe we could get something. Enhance his range of wares. Are you trying well, to upgrade the blacksmith? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get to know him as a person because I think he's kind of cool. Oh, Sabila I needs... want to buy a keep. <laughs> <laughs> a wide variety of things. Uh, more customers would always be lovely. Many are scared by the Magisterium's facade and find it difficult to attract new customers. People from Isolian don't typically require my wares. It's only travelers that ever require enhancements or additions. Uh, enhancing my ability to forge weapons will require more magical blacksmithing tools than I'm afraid you probably have access to currently. If you find anything you might think would be useful, though, feel free to bring it by. All right. I'll be on the lookout for any equipment that would be helpful to you. Alright. Anyone else have anything you want to do? Uh, Roberts gives up on trying to sell the mace. Okay. You want to get like a... I mean, you can, you can, you can sell the mace. Yeah. You'll get... Um, you'll get... Uh, two gold for it. Okay. Getting rid of the mace and adding two gold. You know what? Just to, just to have an extra weapon, just in case, I'm just going to buy a regular, regular old short sword. Right, monks can use short swords. Monks can use short swords. Yes. Uh, Do you wave it around and look at it weirdly, like Bax did? Just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> a short sword will cost you 15 gold. Oh. Never mind, I'm good. And if you'd like it enchanted, we could work on it. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Thank you. All right. Anyone else need money from Because I'm apparently the only one who doesn't spend their gold all the time. I don't spend I it, I just don't keep it. I am fair enough. The Bank of Graza. <laughs> Here's the question uh, I need to ask Austin because it wouldn't be fair. Uh, do you think Trifo would want to get her axe enhanced? Oh, most definitely. Does she have the gold to do it? How much is in her grosh? She has plenty of gold to do it. Okay. Uh, to enhance, to give the Urgosh a plus one would cost a hundred gold. Uh, she has almost enough to do it. I'll give her whatever she needs to do it. What, what, yeah, what I'll help. Gold, what additional gold does she need? Five. Yeah. I mean, she can trade her hand axe in. Right. So she uh, gets a plus one Urgosh and loses all of her gold. Okay. Ting, 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 ting. Um, I'm trying to think of a of a thing that might. Did any of you take any of the orcish javelins? I did. No. Nope. Orcish javelins nope. are entirely metal. Oh, I have three of them. 
Orcish javelins would in, would survive the enhancement process if Aaron wants one. Javelins and spears. How do they stack up mechanically? Basically the same. Okay. Javelin does slightly less damage. Oh no, they do the exact same damage. They do the same. Javelin can't be wielded in two hands. Javelin oh, Jav yeah, javelin can't be wielded in two hands. Javelin can't be wielded in two hands, but it also has a longer range. Would you like a plus one javelin? I don't know. Did, did you answer, or are you thinking? Can you hear me, Levis? Oh, I thought you were talking to. No, no I was asking. I was talking to you. <laughs> yes, I guess if if Aaron gives me a javelin. Yeah. Uh, it'll cost ten gold. Okay. All right. Ting 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 ting. You now have a plus one orcish javelin. The orcish javelin does have the bloodletting property, which means it crits on a nineteen. So, that by the way, uh, Austin, for the the other ja orcish javelins that you have, they crit on nineteens. They have bloodletting. Oh, nice. I don't know if I forgot to tell you that when you picked them up. All orcish weapons have bloodletting as a property because they're shoddily made and rip and tear flesh. <laughs> Riff and tear! Riff and tear your guts! Exactly. Alright, so you are all geared up and ready to go. You exit the Magisterium, and its magical wonders are left behind you. And as you set off on the road with your equipment and gear, you are now filled with glorious divine purpose. And on that note... I am burdened with glorious purpose. We will end <laughs> for the night. Thank you all very much for listening to Grand Terra Adventures. If you liked it, please check out all the other stuff that we do. Uh, we, we produce, we are Final Show Films. We produce content every day of the week. Check out our website at finalshowfilms.com. And if you like it, feel, please feel free to support us. We can only do what we do thanks to the generous support of our donors on Patreon. And you too can be as generous as Antitonic and Chris Comfort, our two $25 patrons, by going to patreon.com slash fsfilms and donating. Even a dollar helps, and it's very much appreciated. So thank you. And we'll see you next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Take care. Goodbye.